This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. This is the last week of the series, So Will I. Scriptures, uh, Mark 5, 18 and 19, New Living Translation, said this, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Actually, that's Mark 16 and 15. Excuse me. Um, Who said this? He told them. Who said this? Jesus. And... Let me ask you, has he changed his mind? Who did he say it to? He told them. And who were them? Those that that were following him. Those that that had chosen uh, to lay their life on the line like he laid his life on the line. Is he asking us to do something that he didn't already do? He's not like that, is he? Are you listening? He's the example. He said, well, go into all the world. You know, that... This is the mission, see, is to go in all the world and preach the good news to everyone. First of all, our world, we're to go to our families, we go to our circle of friends, our sphere of influence, the people that we, uh, that we uh, work with, and, uh, and he says, uh, give them the good news. Don't give them bad news, don't preach the curse to them, that God's mad at them, and that, you know, it's a hard old way, but you know what? Uh, we just still, you know, we just try to keep on to keeping on. Hope God don't get mad at us and kill four or five of us off tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. That's religion, is it? It's not a reality. Now, uh, now the good news is that is what Jesus came. Jesus died for all, for everyone. He said, "Tell everyone." So don't pick and choose. Don't prejudge, folks. You don't know the hearts that God is preparing until you present the good news. And if they're open to it, then you know God's been working on them. They're receptive. God's been working on them. Even if they're not receptive, if he still prompts you to share it with them, he's still working on them because he wants, he's working on, and he wants all folks, everyone. So he said, tell it to everyone. Have, have you ever noticed caught yourself picking and choosing because you look at them and say, well, they would never. They're, they're just too far. They're not interested. No, he said, everyone. Now be led by the Spirit of God. I'm, I'm serious. Be led by the Spirit of God. But when God says speak up, speak up. Sometimes you speak louder with your works than you do anything else. Sometimes God will just have you do something for them. The first thing we do for them is we pray for them. People are not prepared if they're not prayed for. And so, you know, say, well, it just don't seem like I'm getting my prayers answered. Well, you know, then maybe we need to. Here's the thing. Either God's wrong or we're wrong. God's an answerer. He's a listener and he's an answerer. So maybe we're just not asking right. I've had some things where, I, you know, my praying is I'm telling God, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do the other. After all, I'm pretty smart. I've got it figured out. I know exactly what needs to be done. And I just don't understand why you're not doing it. God just says, well. 
Why don't you just pray a prayer committal to me and just say, no, Lord, not my will and my way, but your will and your way. And watch God work. Sometimes our prayers hinder more than help because we're not praying right. We're praying amiss. A mess. Have you ever missed it? Have things that not... Aren't you glad some of the things, you know, have you, you know, there's been times, I'll tell you what now, you know, both past Sandy and I have prayed, you know, Lord, if this is all there is, just take us home now, you know, this hell we're in, heaven, you promised us heaven, why wait? Now, you might not have ever been there in life, but I'm going to tell you what, and I'm glad God didn't answer that prayer. I'm glad that, you know, that, that, you know, we waited on him to, you know, and saw how he worked and turned all things that were meant for evil around for good, and it's good now. Amen. Oh, there's still plenty of evil we face in the world, but it's still good news. God's greater than anything and greater than all. Amen. But, you know, it's called a commission, which means that there, God has to have partners. He didn't say this. He said, listen, I'm going to go preach, and y'all come with me. He already said that. Before he died and was buried and raised from the dead. After that, he said, now you go and I'll go with you. It's your turn. Now you go and I'll go with you. He had already told them, come with me. I'm going to go do this to show you how to do it. Now that you know that you've seen how I do it, you go and I'll go with you. Amen. So what comes first? Him going and us following him or us just going? The Bible says, as you, just, as you go in your world, preach the gospel. One wise man said, use words if you have to, but let your life example it. Just, you know, happy sales. You know, takes more, it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. You might as well enjoy the journey you're on it anyway. I'm the little kid in the back seat, spitting on the window, snotting on the window. I don't want to go. I never wanted to go. I just wish I'd stayed home. You're in the car. We're going. Amen? Are you listening? If you'd enjoy it, you might you know, be happy along the trip. It'll just seem like you'll get there quicker. Eventually, you'll grow up and stop throwing fits at God. Ask me how I know. Eventually, you'll grow up and realize why would you be angry and offended and blame the one that loves you is absolutely for you. And are you listening? And that, you know, even tolerates those fits because he knows we, you'll grow through that. We'll go through it because we believe you're going to grow through it. Amen. Boy, that hit home, didn't it? So a mark of growing up is that you just stop throwing fits. And when you're tempted to, you say, you know what, Lord, I trust you. I'm not that smart. You know, I thought, shoulda, woulda, coulda, and all that, but we're not going to have my will and my way. We're going to have yours. So, you know, you just work it out your way. I mean, we did that yesterday. We came, we we have a thing, uh, a project in front of God, and, and prayed, said, the Lord, if this doesn't work out with uh, 
this one you know, but here's the thing, you know, we don't even know if we're supposed to get rid of that or keep that. You you be the decider in the thing, you know. And boy, I'm going to tell you what, before the the fella came that was supposed to do all this and that, you know, uh, the uh, uh, news came that there was already somebody that said, if they don't take it, I'll take it. And the first one didn't take it, so the other one did. Just let God work it out. And God decide. You have the final decision in everything in life. Peace. Amen. Just have peace in letting God lead your life. Amen. There are other examples of the maniac of Gadara. You know, where he, uh, Jesus, delivered him of a thousand devils. I mean, you might you might think you're living with the devil, but this guy had a thousand devils. So it's possible that he or she that you're living next to has more than one. <laughs> or more than one can be working at one time in or around somebody's life. Now, that's not hooky spooky stuff. If it's in the Bible, if it's in the Bible, are you listening? Is Jesus passed away? Then the devil hasn't passed away. If Jesus had to deal with the devil, we're going to have to deal with the devil in this day. Well, I don't believe in all that. Well, sugar, you know. Then you're going to have a hard time drawing the line that Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the thief, the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. You get all that stuff mixed up and think everything comes from God. It don't. Are you listening? There's a good God, there's a bad one. And the bad one's a whole lot lesser than the good one. Hook up with a good one and listen. You don't need to know about the bad one. I don't, I don't want to go to the bank and find out when they cash my check that that hundred there, oops, that one's counterfeit. Sugar, just give me the real stuff. I don't need to know the counterfeit. That's going to cost me, amen? You keep the counterfeit. Give it to the next bozo that don't know the difference. But I know the difference in the real one, amen? Are you listening? Sandy was a banker. You find you 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 get you recognize the counterfeit by studying the real. You don't study the counterfeits, isn't that right? You're never going to know God. You know, trusting and believing and working with and walking with and taking every thought the devil throws at you. There is a devil, but even if there's a thousand of them, one word from and one finger from Jesus, that name of Jesus, you're out of here. Amen. But he wanted to go with Jesus. Isn't that interesting? When Jesus does something for you, you just want to be with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, listen, what my assignment for your life is, is you stay here, okay? And you tell your family what, good th- what great things God has done for you. And then listen, that man uh, affected there was, that was the Decapolis, ten cities. That man, he was known in the ten cities from before. And then he became known in those ten cities as after and prepared a great revival. When Jesus went back there, he had, had uh, uh, prepared soil because of one thing. I'll tell you what, now your life makes a difference in your world. Just tell what God has done for you. Has he done great things for you? Well, you know, they're not lately. Are you saved? 
Are you are your sins been washed away? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? What else is there besides of that? You listen, if you if nothing else, that's the greatest miracle that can ever happen. And everybody you meet is on one side of that line or the other. Oh, your family's on one side of that line or the other. Every relative's on one side of that line or the other. Every friend is on one side of the line of that other. Every foe is on one side of that line or the other. You either saved and say, or you are unsaved and you are in the danger, you are most perilous situation. Are you listening? That's it. Everybody you meet, everyone you meet, everyone you meet falls on one side of that line or the other. And that's what matters most. Do it really matter that you didn't, that they, does it really matter that they put three squirts of whatever tank juice in your Starbucks or not? I mean, honestly, does it really matter that much in light of eternity when the person that made the mistake is unsaved or saved? Does that really matter? The reason why they're handing that out the window is for whether you get to witness to them or not. Smile. Give them a tip. Are are you hearing? And pray for them. God, whether or not, you don't cost you nothing. It doesn't even cost you anything compared with a cup of coffee, but when they hand it out, when there's a transfer one way, there should be a transfer more than money. I say, God, I don't know whether they know you or not. I don't know if it's appropriate right now to even say anything, but I'm going to right now for you. Don't, I don't even know their name, but you know them. And we have crossed paths this day, not by accident. I had a little desire for a natural thing, but there's a great spiritual thing happening here. Always and ever, you are concerned with those that are and those that are not. So whether they are or they are not, God, bless them, help them. Jesus, I pray Jesus on them. I pray Jesus that they might know you, God. It might be the only access God ever has into their life. And be so concerned and wrapped up in their own affairs that that person doesn't matter. It's not hard to go into our world to advance the kingdom when we're seeking that first. And what's the first order of the kingdom? Are you saved? Or are you unsaved? What about the people at your work? Are they saved or unsaved? Very easily identified. Amen? But no matter what they do up or down or aren't receptive or or not receptive to you, that can't stop your prayers and your prayers are most powerful. When you ride down the street, Going into your world. There are houses on both sides. There are businesses all around. There, there are lands that belong to people. When we drive down by, do we just breathe a little prayer? God, I don't know where they're at. I don't know who they are. I don't know their name, but they're in my world right now. And so in my world, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done. How hard is that? And how effective is that for the prayers that are heartfelt of a righteous man or a righteous woman that's seeking first the kingdom of God, that, that life is not just a blur, are you hearing? But life is full of faces and places that need the graces of God, that we can just simply breathe a simple prayer and God is loosed into that situation. God is loosed. The blessing of the righteous makes a city flourish. It won't flourish. Listen, we pray for business, pray for the people that are supposed to be here that are here pray for for not against don't curse the town let's get the town that is saved 
say. Are you listening? The one, work with the one that is. Turn this little barren desert place into the Garden of Eden by sowing the right seeds. God, your kingdom come, your will be done. There's never been a more powerful prayer than that. They came and they saw Jesus, how his prayer equated to power. Because in prayer, he heard what the Father said. And he saw what the Father did. And then he went out and said the same thing. And he did the same thing. So they said, teach us to pray. Because Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed and prayed and prayed. Jesus still prays. He ever lives to pray. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father praying for you. Praying for them. Praying that you would see them like he sees them. Praying that you would recognize he sent them. Because he sent you. And whenever you intersect anybody in life, a simple prayer. Your, f- your father in heaven, hallowed be his name. He hears and answers prayer. He answers according to the askings. He said, but don't just ask. Keep on asking. Ask what? Your kingdom come and your will be done in their life. In my life, in their life. Nothing matters more. Amen? The Samaritans, you remember, uh, were despised and Jesus went uh, and met the woman at the well. And uh, she and she was a witness. She went and told the. Uh, she had a reputation, and she went and and, and told her, "Come tell him, come see, him. <laughs> come see a man that told me everything." Did I'm sure that some of them that had done some stuff with her were going. We better go see this guy because I mean we were hoping to keep this quiet. I, I thought we signed a a a, a uh, non disclosure agreement here, but uh, evidently, boy, the girl has got the blab on her right now. Let's run out here. And they ran smack into Jesus, just like she ran smack into Jesus. And they said, now, listen, because of her witness, they they were moved to see for themselves. That's what we want. My prayer for us is that, listen, you know, the, 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 all of these things are a witness, but they're not... The, the witness that we want is a witness that Jesus is in the house, in your life. That Jesus is in this place when we get together because we are here together with him. Are you listening? We bring him here. This is just a building. But when we bring him here, we make it the house of God. You could use it for a pig pen, a barn. You could use it for, you know, I mean, anything else. But it's purposely set aside Listen, to gather the people that Jesus lives in. We want to have a witness in the world, don't we? This church should have a witness. And that witness is you and I. Living successful, succeeding lives at what matters most. At what's significant in life. She said now, and they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we've heard him ourselves. Now we know he is indeed this... People need to encounter the Jesus that you have encountered. Jesus, they will experience the Jesus that you are experiencing. Listen, and then they will come to see for themselves. When we come to church, you ought to have more of an expectation to just get through till the clock strikes 12. I'm doing my little religious thing here. We are here for a great purpose. That must be served. Someone will. If not us, who? If not you, who? 
And if not now, when? Those are questions that need to be answered. Your life is so much more meant for so much more than just going through the motions and hanging your hat on a few, on a decimal point and a dollar sign at the end of the day. Or whether or not you're going to eat your favorite food. Or get what you want for your birthday. I'll tell you, hang with God, you'll have a birthday every day. He celebrates your life every day. He can't wait to give to you. All you need to do what he's asked you to do. And more. Amen? Most folks are paralyzed by the trap of believing that because you can't do everything, they don't do anything. Not only can we go, because we are going, but we can also send. We can help those that are going to go places that we would go, but God's called us here. There'll be a witness in our world, but there's a whole world out there that, you know, we're not necessarily are going to go to that world. God's called us to be here. He needs us to be here. Somebody's got to be here. But somebody's got to go there. So if you don't go, you send. Amen. And you'll find out that, boy, I'll tell you what now, uh, your little old patch of ground, the, the acres that you make available to God, He'll bless that. Oh, He'll bless you with an abundance of seed. So that you've got plenty of seed to sow your acreage. Are you listening? And even grow your circle a little larger where that's concerned. But you've got a surplus of seed that you can send and send and send seed far away. Send seed to folks that, that have no seed at all. That, that have never heard. Amen. The reason why I hear I want to have an abundance so I can send to those who haven't. Praise the Lord. You know, God created man and woman to be difference makers. He commanded us to take charge and make a difference. When Jesus walked on the earth, he was a difference maker. God never intended for his children to simply exist on the earth. He intends for each of us to make our world a better place. For the world to say, when we are gone, they made me better. Will there be anybody in heaven that, that, that that's their testimony of you? That you, that you? that you directly or indirectly, that God can trace to your life, people in heaven. Will there be anybody in heaven, locally or globally, your family, your friends, or people you may never know, that God can trace your life to? That you are the genesis of the great work of God in their life. Think about that. What an awesome privilege we have been given as the people of, uh, of God. Amen. Now I'm going to tell you something. If you don't do something with what you got and don't appreciate what you got, see, it'll be taken from you and it'll be given to somebody else. We're here. We're, Pastor Sandy and I are going to be doers. We don't know any other way. Now, we had not done everything perfectly. We probably never will. But I'm tell you what now. We're at the place in life where we're, we're, where we're going to have more on this side if we got it right, then we got it wrong. Are you listening? Amen. And if you're going to go with us, you're going to have to be the same for you. 
I'm not, I'm going out in the deep water. Understand? Over my head. I'm, I'm not, I don't need to touch and stand on my tippy toes anymore and be scared because there's a current out there. That current goes to the Dead Sea. That current goes to the whole world. Are you listening? And the only way to get there is, is to step off into the deep end and go with God. We're going to. Whether or not you do or not, that's your choice. But we're going to. There's nothing that matters more. There's nothing that... And listen, it should be reflected in our lives. If you're going to have different, you've got to do different. You have to decide different. Praise the Lord. This is not a year of the same old, same old. You'll go one direction or the other further faster than ever before. It's an accelerated time. Go over here one more scripture. Uh, it's eight minutes after 11. If you stand about seven more minutes, Pastor Sandy will be happy. You'll be happy. I'll be happy. We could stay 11 hours, but I'll take 11 minutes. Because you can't stand that much. You, you, you just don't have a capacity yet. It should be expanded that you could sit more than a few minutes in the presence of God and be talked to. Your life would be a lot better for it. But we'll work with what we have. So we'll make it count. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It's one of my life verses of Scripture because I've been here. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? What's he really asking? He goes, are you, try- are you tired and worn out from trying to do God your way? Are you ready to do God his way? That's all religion is. Is folks trying to do God their way. So what's his answer? Worn out, burn out on religion. He goes, come to me. Just come to Jesus. Make Jesus the centerpiece. Make Jesus the primary relationship in your life. Not a religious Jesus. There is the real Jesus. Jesus is real. Jesus, that just doesn't apply to say, well, I know Jesus was real. No, honey, Jesus is real. Jesus is here in this house. I know he's here in this house. And I brought him with me today. And the Holy Spirit bears witness of the truth. And that's the truth. He said, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. See, getting away with him means that, means that there's a, a private, there's a private get with Jesus in your life. And he goes, you'll recover your life. What life is he talking about? The one God put together for you. The one God designed for you. The one God meant you to have. The one God made you for He said, and you'll recover your life. That's the life we're to recover. 
the real one, the best one, the highest one. He said, I'll show you how to take a real rest, blessed and at rest. I know a lot of folks are are believing they're blessed, but the proof of it is, are you at rest? Amen. Well, I got all these things wrong. Yeah, but you're blessed. Well, all these things are happening. God doesn't know all that stuff, but you got that handled and taken care of. He'll ask you what you think you ought to do. And if you're like Philip, you'll say, well, let me figure up here now. A year's wages, we put all 12 of us together. Oh, there ain't no way. We can't feed all these folks. It said he, he said that to test him, you know, knowing what he was already going to do. Jesus had a supernatural thing to do. He was going to, what was he going to do? What was the supernatural thing? He gave thanks and blessed it. He gave thanks and put it under the blessing. He just gave thanks for the little. Sometimes you ought to learn to give thanks for the little that you can give thanks for. Lord, I thank you we're blessed. Every need is met. Was it meant in the natural? No, but in the spiritual it was. This is a God that can, that, that can rain, rain manna flakes, corn flakes out of heaven to feed three million people. Have you ever seen, there? how many trucks would it take to haul in 18 wheelers of boxes of cornflakes to feed three million folks? God just made it rain. They still had to go gather it. That'll help you, somebody right there. And then they wanted meat, and he caused, he caused quail to come in. Billions of, billions, you understand? Billions of quail. And, and he targeted, one, one Bible translation says he targeted the center of camp. He blew them in with the wind. Even Moses had a tired time. Moses said you'd catch all the fish in the sea, butcher every cow, every calf, every, every lamb, every, every ram that we have, and you still couldn't feed just 600,000 of them. How are you going to do that? God goes, boy. Mo, I'm God. So you go ahead and stand over there with the doubters unbelievers and you watch me. And boy, the wind blew, and here they come. You know? And when quail come down, they dive bomb. You know? Oh, 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 Lord. (laughs) I mean, God can rain you inside of a, I mean, too much that quick. Glory be to God. Amen? He goes, now, I'll show you real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. and Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What a wonderful offer we have from God to do life his way. To do his life his way. Amen? Would you, anybody here willing to take him up on that offer today? I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm out of time. Going to close this thing down and be done with it. If you're not saved, I want to invite you to be saved. It's as simple as say, Lord, save me. Say this with me. Say, Lord, save me. For the rest of you, if you, you know, you are saved, but just barely, say, Lord, keep me saved. At least keep me saved through the rest of the day. I've got enough religion to help me for the rest. Keep me saved on Sunday. 
Monday will take care of itself, amen. But I'll tell you, I'll be walking the floor for you. I'm not walking the floor for you to just barely get by. I'm walking the floor for you to have more and more and more that God would talk to you all day long and all night strong. That Jesus would be more real to you now than he's ever been in your life. That you come into a reality of God, that you come to Jesus, that you obey those promptings of the Holy Spirit, that when he gets you up at midnight, that you don't just roll over. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.